I just sense that there's a a weight, a weight, a heaviness, not a bad heaviness, a good heaviness, a solid heaviness uh, um, in the word this morning. This has been sort of brewing within me for a while and as, as we've heard testimony before and heard how um, as, a, as a eldership we believe that the word that a person brings we're believing when the person bring it is to bring something that is revealed not just to but in and it's very easy to step into the next part, which is a bunch of information. Now, having said that, <laughs> I heard something during the week that was sent to me just out of the blue, which was right on the button for what the Lord was showing and revealing and speaking to me this morning. And the guy spoke for about five minutes at the front. He said, that's revelation. The rest is going to be information. But that's it. That's the message. <laughs> so if you want to go home, now go. If you've got it. Great, but the rest is information that's going to clarify, support, hopefully, and, and build the picture around the revelation. And I'm, I'm feeling that, the sense of that this morning. I really believe, too, that there's, the key, there's a key in this, and it's a key for you. Because in this, God's unlocking things for, for various people, but I really believe, and I'm taking a bold step now, Tashi wants to unleash prophetic dance. Who wants to unleash that? Now he can do it, but he chooses to do this through people. And he wants to unleash that as the gifting that's placed within people. That, um, that he's wanting to unleash in lots of people different things. And he's wanting to unleash gift of evangelism and to release that when it's coupled in him in the spirit of truth and wisdom and unity with him, he's going to unleash the gift of evangelism. It's, it's burning in you. And he's going to unleash it, but he's looking for the people who are coupled with him. And there are many other gifts that are resting and residing on people within this community that he wants to, in his way, you know, we need to learn the Father's ways. So we get the we get the information, great, and we end up with an Ishmael. So it must be done his ways. And I know what it's like to have an Ishmael. And God gave a blessing through Ishmael, but he wasn't the promise. It wasn't what really was to be coming. but it creates some issues that have to be unraveled. It's much better to walk in the ways of the Father. So I just really sense that there's a, a weight on the word this morning that, that is key and significant. And as, just as I've been waiting in the Lord and sitting and, and um, reading his word, and it's like these, this, this information just starts to go, Whoa, it's too much, too much. <coughs> and just to unpack it. So to this, to a measure, I feel like Paul said, you know, not that I having have or already attained this, but I press on to that upward heavenly call to receive more and more greater revelation of this. So not that I've attained all of this. 
I haven't got everything. I think someone was praying this morning, you know, that God's unlimitable, unfathomable. The last time I spoke, I think put up that thing that says, do you know my God? (laughs) It's just like, it's uh, immense. But to the revelation I've received, that you have received, to that measure, Matthew couple occasions where people ask the Lord for something to happen and he says as your faith is so be it unto you so to the measure that you have and received then I pray that you'll be able to grab hold of what the Lord's wanting to bring this morning to then take that and add and grow being built up in your most holy faith so I've, I've titled this Faith like Abraham. And even as I was preparing this and putting these words down, and, and there were some scriptures that came out, and I thought, oh, I never saw that. That's like my title. So that's handy. I took that as a confirmation. <laughs> found, a, found a verse to make it work. <laughs> um, one thing I, I really want to um, just emphasize right at the very start before I hit the first. Um, uh, verse which is uh, Hebrews eleven six, is that in all these things, you know God is working powerfully within this community. I really believe it, and I've, I've we've heard and seen and received different <coughs> different messages from around the world that have been so aligning to what is being spoken here. It's it's unbelievable. <coughs> Uh, one, one message that I heard recently, it was as, as if the, the the guy who was speaking had downloaded the messages after the, over the last six years, coupled all the key points. We we tell me, <laughs> I'm not allowed to use this. How's that? Is that still going? (laughs) Believe me, you do not want that. (laughs) It'll look like a drunk spider. (laughs) Now, what was I saying? Yeah, so this guy had downloaded the messages and all of the key points, boom, 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 boom. And it's like, Lord, thank you. Not that we needed to have that, but thank you. That was like a well done, good and faithful servants. I'm just letting you see. Now keep, keep going forward. You're not alone. And a little bit like one of the prophets of old who thought he was the only one remaining and then started to have a bit of a whinge session. And the Lord said to him, I've got several thousand more hidden away. So you're not on your own, son. So so there's been powerful. 
to hear and to see that the, the message, the word of the Lord is brought across his church globally, not just to one person. But to receive, it, blessed are those are the poor in spirit, those who are humble in heart, who have a humble and contrite heart and spirit, so can receive and hear from the Lord and then move forward. So I'd ask and pray that with humble and contrite hearts to receive and hear what the Lord is saying. So in Hebrew, Hebrews 11.6, But without faith it is impossible to please God, for he who comes to God must believe that he is, or exists, and that he rewards those who earnestly or diligently seek him. And this was something that I heard just during the week to, to break that down. So I'm not too sure if, um, Kyle, if you put that next bit in where I had the writing in red or not. There were three key words, without faith and impossible. And so it could read, but apart from revelation that is acted on, that's received as instruction or information from God, it is or you are without power. You have no power that can please God. Now, I I won't go too deep into, uh, I'm, I'm no Greek expert or Hebrew expert, but but the, the the words in there, when you unravel those words, basically that's the the meaning or the heart of what's being said in that, or the gist of those words. And the power, it's like the 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 you'll receive power of the Holy Spirit is dunamis. And what I was taught was the that word there without is the negative version of that. So it's like you the not power of the Holy Spirit is upon you. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, that, that way, the word faith, pistos, talks of this, of this revelation word from God. So to be pleasing to Him, it must be His revelation. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. What, what's the word? Does anyone know? Actually, I hate it when I'm sitting there and the preacher does that. Because, you know, is it, well, is this rhetorical? I'll speak it out and then you go, well, well I didn't want you to say anything. <laughs> so you can say it. Does anyone know what that word means? What that word is? Yeah, or the, the translation of that word? It's a That's the other reason why I hate it. What if you say the wrong thing? <laughs> It's the rima. It's that. It's that revelation word that just goes. I feel like I'm not Bruce Lee. What I sent you out the out the back wall. <laughs> Without the rima word of God, there is no power. But with 
the Rema word of God. Look outside. <laughs> There's it's it's dynamos. Explodes dynamite, explosive. So we come back to this without without faith. We end up with this no power of the Holy Spirit. So it's, we can't please God. So just turn to have a look, if you can, in your word to Galatians 3, 6. As I said, the, the title of this is Faith Like Abraham. And the question would be, so who is the father of faith? We understand that to be Abraham, Galatians 3, 6. Just as Abraham believed God and was accounted to him for righteousness, she goes on, therefore know that only, that only those who are of faith are sons of Abraham. There's a, there's a key in this, in this believing and the faith thing being coupled together. Actually, before I, I go on and get all lost and tied up in, in my writing, what I really want to share, and I'm, okay, well, I'll put, thank you. Let's put this down for, for a moment. The, the, what he showed me was that when we couple what we know of Jesus Christ with, as, with the Lord's revelation of how this whole thing ties together, it suddenly becomes this dynamis power. There comes uh, an explosiveness in this to unleashing and unlocking and releasing what he has placed within us. And the key really came to me was about the faith and the believing having read through Galatians and linking this back to Abraham and realizing that by grace you're saved through faith and that not of works, but it's the free gift of God. So no one comes to Jesus unless the Father draws him. And no one comes to the Father unless Jesus reveals him to him. So it's all, what part of me was involved in that. The only bit he gives me is a choice to choose whether that's going to happen. Just as it was, and he uses the Old Testament examples, and just as it was for the children of Israel, who having received the good news that there's a land flowing with milk and honey, a promised land that they have never seen, never heard of, <coughs> haven't been there, haven't, be, what are they, were they doing a bunch of good works to build? In fact, he goes through later on to have to tell them they've got to put aside the detestable things they were doing. But because they were earmarked, they were marked out because of the, through Abraham, there was a good news that was proclaimed to them that they could have and receive a promised land. They simply had to choose whether they were going to believe that or not. If they didn't choose to sit inside, <coughs> inside a house that had the, the blood covering it, then they're going to suffer the consequences of it. And so it then uh, taking that understanding that my faith in Jesus is a free gift of God, that I get to choose whether I'm going to receive that or not, is coupled right back 
to Abraham. And we'll look at that in a moment. But Abraham believed and it was credited to him righteousness. His actions came out of the fact that he believed and he did something. And we are to have the same faith as Abraham. What or who in Jesus Christ? Absolutely nothing to do with any works. That solely had to be on faith on his works. Why? Because he, there was something of him that was, that was promised. Jesus fulfilled the promise that was given to Abraham that your seed would come. In the meantime, something happened between here and here. And we're way up here. So between here, Abraham, and the seed arriving, something happened. And because, Scripture tells us, because of sin and iniquity that was upon the people, God did something to protect them as a witness. And later on, it's going to end up being a demonstration for us, profitable and teaching things that learn, that we can learn from about the seed to come. He gives the law. He gives the law as a tutor, as a guide. Explained to us in Scripture in the New Testament. Now in those days, young Chris, my young son, um, until he reaches manhood. One day, one day it'll happen. <laughs> think he might be there. <laughs> Until he reaches manhood, for those for the wealthy of the upper class, you, son, cannot go anywhere, can't even step outside the house without your guide, your tutor, your guardian, who would be a, a well-trusted slave. So you can't go anywhere now until I release you from him. He's going to guard you, keep you, and protect you from falling into immorality and going astray and into the wrong places and making wrong choices and doing wrong things, worshipping, serving wrong gods. So he's going to be with you now, probably for about the next 10, 15 years. So good on you, off you go. <clears throat> See the purpose? Scripture's telling us the purpose of this, of the law was there for a reason and for a purpose. Until, we'll have a look at this shortly, until something. So between Abraham and Jesus Christ, there is something that we now, even in this congregation and in this life of mine, in my version of Christianity, have applied. It may not be the, the um, Mosaic law, but it'll be law nonetheless that I will have applied and put on myself as a bunch of things to do in order to stay within this blessing that actually happened before that was given. And so the faith we're to have is not the faith in the law, which, which again, Scripture tells us leads to death. can't bring life. It's there to guard and protect you. But there's something else that is going to bring life. It's the faith of Abraham. And what did Abraham do? Did he fulfill the requirements of the law? He didn't have it. In fact, even before that, when you go right back from Ur of the Chaldees, what was it? who was Abraham? What was he doing? There's something going on in his heart and his life <coughs> from, from day one. 
His father was to lead him out. Goes up to Haran, ends up in Haran, gets a word from the Lord, I'm going to lead you down. Up and go, and off, off, he, off he went. By faith. So that faith, the actions that he's living out by, his trust, his commitment and the God that he knows is fulfilled up here and for the promise. The promise is fulfilled within the seed. And we'll look at the scriptures shortly that goes on and talks about how that then links to us. But our faith, the same faith of Abraham is then birthed, it's alive within us in the seed, in Jesus Christ and Christ alone. Not all the stuff I have to do, it's in him. Out of that, and this is where I, I'm, I'm still seeking revelation and seeking the depth of the understanding of this because this is huge. Jesus Christ then reversed the curse. Now predominantly the promised land sits right here first. But then there's going to be an outworking of that within my physical life. And as your faith is, so be it unto you. But predominantly it's not focused on the physical things that are happening around me. It's going to be about the spiritual reality of the kingdom of God which rests within here. But the promise is fulfilled when the seed came. And the promises that are contained within the promise are there to be unraveled within our lives. So we need to know what the promise is. We need to know what the promises are and how they actually apply within my own life. Because if the very next thing, if it's not seeded in faith, is that we will then start to put works and things around it to actually manufacture it ourselves and end up back in a place of law. And where's the freedom? Because it's not freedom anymore. We've become sons of a slave woman. It may not be the Mosaic law, but it'll be law nonetheless that we will have set in place around ourselves. So there's a freedom that exists in Christ, in Christ alone. Let's have a look at Romans four sixteen to twenty four. Used to look at all the old preachers when I first come to the Lord and their Bibles were all highlighted and falling apart. They're old and crotchety. <laughs> oh, I just looked in the mirror. <laughs> Maybe just old. <laughs> Therefore the promise comes by faith, so that it may be by grace and may be guaranteed to all Abraham's offspring, the seed. Not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who have the faith of Abraham. He is the father of us all. I, I, I hope you guys are getting this. This is just wrenching my heart. Those who have the faith of Abraham, he is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. Galatians 3.8 <coughs> declares this. The gospel, the good news preached to Abraham in advance. That bit, by the way, is not in Romans. No. He is our father. 
in the sight of God in whom he believed, the God who gives life to the dead and calls into being things that were not and coupled with faith as your faith is, so be it unto you. Seek him, build yourself up in your most holy faith as you humble yourself fasting and praying to see that which is dead brought to life and a newness come. Dear ones, can you hear the 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 the, the the urgency and the, the desire and the, the life that is the explosiveness that's coupled in this when we call for a, a community to humble themselves in fasting and praying. It's not just fasting and praying. It's in faith. It's coupled to faith as our brother was praying powerfully. Couple that with faith. God's showing, he wants to show us something and reveal this to us that it has a, an expression, the physical, that we can see that. Against all hope, Abraham and hope believed and so became the father of many nations. Just as it been said to him, so shall your offspring be. Without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact that his body was good as dead. Since he was about a hundred years old and that Sarah's womb was also dead, Sarah being ninety. Yet he did not waver through unbelief. regarding the promises of God, but was strengthened within his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God had power to do what he had promised. This is why it was credited to him as righteousness. The words that was credited to him were written not for him alone, but also for us to whom God will credit righteousness, for us who believe in him who raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Let's turn to... Genesis 12, 1 to 4. So Genesis 12, 1 through to 4. <coughs> and this is this comes just after um, they'd gone from from Ur of the Chaldees up through to Iran, and then and Abraham's father had died. Now the Lord had said to Abraham, or Abraham at this stage, "Get out of your country, from your kindred, and from your father's house, a land that will a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you." And make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I'll bless those who bless you, and I'll curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. There's his first promise. There's, and by the way, we are those nations. If we're his sons, and we're sons by faith. And faith in the receiving of the promise that was promised to him later on, he talks about the seed that will come, which is Jesus Christ. So it's not all the stuff that happens in between. 
It's about whether I couple the same faith that Abraham had, which was to leave his country, which was to move into the land of Canaan, which was to see God reveal everything that was going to happen to him, which, <coughs> which was as an old man, a hundred years old, and his wife, 90, be told, how, how are you going to be blessed? How are you going to bless me, Lord? I'm an old man. Who's, who's in my household is going to receive it? One in my household, a servant, will be an heir to all that I have. And the Lord said to him, that's not how it's going to happen. There's a promised seed that will come. In fact, several years earlier than that, he decided that, yep, well, I've received the promise, so now I'll make it happen. And he ended up with Ishmael. That was not the son of the promise. In fact, it's made quite clear that he's the son of the slave woman. And so by the actions that he took with the slave woman, that the actual works, then I become, when I live by the works, a son of the slave woman, not from what he wanted to receive that we can or give that we can receive through the promise, which was to be a son of the promise, which is by faith. Let's have a look and go back, right back up into Galatians again. Galatians 3.19 to 25. And I, I, it keeps referring to the, to the law and and I just hope you've got ears to hear that the law is not just about the Mosaic law. It's anything that we're going to set in place to be a set of rules and regulations in order to attain or achieve something from God other than by faith in Christ and Christ alone. Galatians 3.19-25 to 25. Why the law then? It was added because of transgressions having been ordained through angels by the agency of a mediator until the seed would come to whom the promise had been made. <coughs> now a mediator is not for one party only, whereas God is only one. And even that is a powerful thing if we can grab hold of that, that because the, the law, and remember it's Corinthians, I think we spoke the other night about the law came through angels. Um, Anyone here been visited by angels? <laughs> Big glowing angel that appeared and gave you a gold written letter? No? Well, well it happened. It was immediate. It was given by angels. It was a, a powerful, glorious presence that gave the law. It's, it's a powerful thing. And yet... It tells us that the glory that was to come because we have been transformed from one form of glory into another glory. Now the revelation of that is being revealed from glory to glory within us. There's a greater transformation that's happening in my mind as we process along that. But the reality is I've gone from one glory into another glory that makes this glory, which is glorious, 
as if it's no glory at all because the mediator is God himself in this case. Then the law is contrary to the promises of God. May it never be. For if a law had been given which was able to impart life, then righteousness would indeed have been based on law. Verse 28. But the scripture has shut up everyone under sin so that the promise by faith in Jesus Christ may be given to those who believe. But before faith came, we were kept in custody under the law, being shut up to the faith which was later to be revealed. Therefore the law has become our guide, our tutor, which Chris is now released from, because he has been led to Christ so that we may be justified, just as if I'd never sinned and was never contained under this. And the sin is the falling short nature. So whatever it is that you do, that's not by faith and it's not in him, it's not justified by Christ, it's simply falling short of what he has for us. So he wants for us to receive this justified by faith. But now that faith has come, we are no longer, no longer under a tutor. And the powerful thing, because when we talk about the faith, the faith that Abraham had, it's a faith in action. It's a belief that's committed with full conviction to something. It's that same faith that led Abraham to take his son Isaac, lay him on the altar. Must have been a bit of faith on Isaac's part too. <laughs> Lying there on a bundle of wood, trussed up, watching his father with a knife, thinking, well, I've already been circumcised. I know it's not that. <laughs> But where's the offering, Father? <laughs> he was committed, unwavering in his faith. Unwavering in his faith. Knew that God must be going to raise him from the dead. Because that's how the promise of the seed was to come. So unwavering in his faith, took the commit and was ready to plunge the knife in. And we know the story when the Lord said, stop. The angel said, stop. <clears throat> and it's interesting. Abraham's response earlier on to Isaac says, where's the offering? And he said, God himself will provide the offering. And what I understand it to be on that same hill, some thousands of years later, the father offered his son as the offering on that same hill. So unwavering in his faith, believing that God would fulfill what he had revealed to him. And see, the, the, if God hadn't revealed it to him, that's a very risky step. Sorry. <laughs> so the point is, the intimacy that Abraham had with the father that must have been, he was about 75 when he left Haran. So something had transpired in all those years prior to that. But then through the process of the outworking of the faith and the connection and the intimacy with God, he was building something within Abraham till Abraham's at this point. And if you read those accounts <coughs> in that early part of Genesis, 
the Lord says to Abraham, okay, get up and leave. What's the next thing you read? He says, oh, well, Abraham says, right, got up and he left. Bear with me on this. He also says, right, now's a sign. You're going to have to get circumcised and circumcise everyone in your house. Well, I probably need to pray on that for about six to seven years. <laughs> okay. Abraham says, okay, all right. So he gets up and circumcises everyone. Who wants to be in Abraham's household at that point? <laughs> okay. But, you know, the point is he, it's, God reveals it to his heart. He takes a step and does it. This is the full when receiving with full conviction in our heart. Those who receive that message then chucked all their books aside and had a massive bonfire of all the things that they were hanging on to and used to and burnt up everything that they had previous in their life prior to faith in Christ were living by. There's an account in the New Testament and witchcraft and all sorts of weird stuff and then took steps forward in their faith, in full conviction, in their heart. And this is something that, the, the, this is what really the verses that really grabbed me in this, that, that shook me and, uh, and I've, I've got to look into this, show me more Lord. It's Galatians four twenty one to thirty one. <coughs> Sorry for all those that are listening on this. I'm trying not to cough. We're there. Galatians four twenty one to thirty one. Tell me, you who want to be under the law, are you not aware of what the law says? For it is written that Abraham had two sons one by the slave woman and the other by the free woman. His son by the slave woman was born according to the flesh, but his son by the free woman was born as a result of a divine promise. These things are being taken figuratively. The woman represented two covenants. One covenant is from Mount Sinai and bears the children who are to be slaves. This is Hagar. Hagar was the slave woman. To Abraham and to, to Sarah. Now Hagar stands for Mount Sinai in Arabia and corresponds to. If you can grab hold of this, what well, remember that who was listening to this, the Jews around that were going to be hearing this, and try and put your mind in their mindset, then to be told this. Now Hagar stands for Mount Sinai in Arabia and corresponds to the present city of Jerusalem because she is in slavery with her children. You just told people who said that oh, we've never been slaves. You're slaves and your beloved Jerusalem represents slavery. It's a city of slavery. Well, that would have gone down like a dose of salt. But the Jerusalem that is above is free and she is our mother. What did Abraham see? What did the saints of old, what did the prophets of old see? Looking years ahead. For it is written, be glad, barren woman, Sarah, the promise coming through you about us here. You who never bore a child, shout for joy and cry aloud. You who are never in labor, because more are the children of the desolate woman than of her who has a husband. <coughs> now you brothers and sisters, like Isaac, are children of the, of the promise. 
At that time, the son born according to the flesh persecuted the son born by the power of the spirit. It is the same now. That battle rages still now. And I'm not talking about different land masses fighting each other, though that may actually be a practical application of it as well. I'm talking about what's going on in here. That what I want to do, my works, or my stinking thinking that keeps me, you know, happy Jesus, yeah, I'm sure, or keeps me bound up, is of its thinking, it's, it's, it's birthed of the, it's of the flesh, of the slave woman. But what does scripture say? Get rid of the slave woman and her son. For the slave woman's son will never share in the inheritance with the free woman's son. Therefore, brothers and sisters, we are not children of the slave woman, but of the free woman. We live in the freedom. No, I can't remember, I've probably said it here before. I, I used to um, pray a prayer that's now just ingrained in me because it's, I believe it's in the word. It's the living word. You know? I'm quick, I'm sharp, I'm bright, I'm smart, I'm good looking, I'm extremely wealthy, I'm in a major blessing. Why? Because God wants me to be a blessing to others to represent him well. Every one of those things that I prayed out, I spoke the exact opposite about myself. That is the son of the slave woman. The other is the son of the free woman. And I know the freedom because all of that that I said, it's contained in Christ. And what is contained in Christ? He's the seed that was promised to Abraham that says in that promise the seed to come. All the promises that are contained in the promise to Abraham, are fulfilled in Jesus Christ, the seed. Therefore, my faith in him, I become a son of Abraham, receiving the promise and the promises contained in him in Jesus Christ. Therefore, I can stand as his son in faith, in a growing measure, but continually growing. I need to have the revelation from Father about that freedom not contained in works and things that I'm going to do. Let's quickly turn to Hebrews 2. And I'll bring it to a close. Bible. So Hebrews 2, verse 10 and 11. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> Thank goodness for grace and forgiveness. They're all wonderful. Hebrews 2, 10 to 11. For it was fitting for him, for who are all things, and by whom are all things, in bringing many sons to glory, to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. For both he who sanctifies, who is it that does the sanctification? Christ. Who is it that is being sanctified? Us. 
For both he who sanctifies and those who are being sanctified are all one. For which reason he is not ashamed. He's not ashamed to call them brethren or brothers, saying, I will declare your name to my brethren. In the midst of the assembly, I will sing praise to you. It's the fulfillment of a promise to Abraham that the seed would come. He's going to be the father of many nations. Out of him will come our kings. We are, Revelation tells us, priests and kings. We get that through our life received in faith in Jesus Christ. Now, in all of that, it's going to end up in some actions. If I believe those promise, that promise and those promises, what is that going to look like in the physical outworking of my life? If I believe that you're my brother, you're my sister, you're my sister, you're my brother, sister, brother, what is that going to look like in faith when a brother's needing fasting and prayer as a community? What will it look like in action, in real, actual flesh and blood action when we decide we're going to gather together to worship and serve the God whom my heart adores and we're going to gather together in faith believing that prayer, mountain movers, is going to enact in the spiritual realm something released in faith and prayer, how many will be here at the prayer meeting prior to the service? If by faith I believe the promise that he said he fulfilled in the seed of whom... By faith in Jesus Christ, I am his son. It's got to be fleshed out. It's got to have an actual, tangible, outworking something to happen. The, the guy, when I was, I was listening, he talked about it's not about, well, I've got faith in Jesus sitting on my sitter. He'll make it happen. Glory to God. Yeah, he will. He wants to make it happen through you. But if you don't choose to connect and to take that step, he will use someone else and work through somebody else who will, having laid down their own life, died to self, for it is no longer I who live. I now find myself for both he who sanctifies and those who are being sanctified are all of one. So having found myself now in Christ, it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me, the promised seed. So I'm dead to myself, and I well, want to watch whales get thrashed by the All Blacks. Sorry, spoiler alert. And, yeah, be okay. Oh. Or is my heart just drawn to the one whom I adore to be together, to pray, to worship, to serve? It will be fleshed out. <coughs> caught that one so do you want to know what you believe what you've actually got faith for then just watch yourself just look because what you do is what you believe where your 
heart is, that's where your treasure is. Do you want to find where your treasure is? Have a look at what your heart's invested in. You're the one I mostly adore. Please hear my heart. It's not, not, it's to me. This is to me. He arrested me with that song, the song prior to that one, which is, this is my desire. This is my desire. Lord, I give you my heart. Do you? I give you my soul. Do you? How come no one else is hearing that? It was about 20 years ago he said that to me. That shook me. Lord, I give you most of my heart. I give you some of my soul. I live for you and mostly for me. (laughs) This is some of my heart's desire to almost honor you. I I was singing that to myself. I was saying, if I'm not saying this is my desire, Lord, I give you my heart, then I am singing, Lord, I give you some of my heart. And he called me on it. Do you? Um, Lord, where else am I going to go? You alone have the words of eternal life. I can't even hold on to it for myself. So Lord, I give you my heart. Now help me and lead me in this journey. And I'll trust in your faithfulness. The promise of Abraham fulfilled. The seed having come and faith in him births life. That the promises contained in that seed are then birthed through each one of us here by faith. Father, I pray. I pray the heart of this this word, this message, Lord, falls deep within the hearts here. Lord, what is of you will be birthed to life. Lord, that faith would be increased, that faith that draws to you and gives glory to you. Lord, the gifts that rest on every person within this community, that under the power of the Holy Spirit, he wants to explode through you. He wants to release and dunamis power through you. Is coupled with faith in him that is released and gives glory to him through you. He called you by name. He knows you from before creation. And he's poured his spirit within you. And he longs for intimacy and desire with you to release the giftings resting on your life. And that's true for everyone here. So Father, here we are. We can come no other way. So take us. And thankfully, Lord, you don't leave us this way. Amen. Amen.